boy. I'm already peeking the mic. <laughs> and anyways, this, hello everyone. This is the podcast and we have an amazing theme song that goes like this. Welcome back everybody to Avatar The First Viewing. This is the podcast where a first time watcher of the show, Avatar The Last Airbender, goes through and watches every episode of the series and we do an episode on each one accompanied by an avatar expert and that is me eli i am your avatar newbie my name is peter hello. and we have nikki behind the scenes Ooh. say hello everyone to nikki she's in portland right now but we watched this episode all the three of us together uh many oh, times this is actually right. the third time <laughs> that we watched it uh i've been trying to do this episode for a long time yeah, yeah but yeah. here we are it's a good one i say that every freaking time but it's <laughs> It's a really it, it's a really good one in the philosophical sense. If you like the philosophical Uncle Iroh side of the show, my guess is that this is a highlight. I'd be surprised if many episodes top this one in terms of like Uncle Iroh philosophy stuff. But I don't know. The show keeps on impressing me. So we'll see it as, as we roll into season three. But that's probably what my favorite part of this episode was. Yeah. Generally, my takeaway from this episode, my overall thoughts, is that I think this episode is the characters that you know and love kind of at their best mm. in terms of like this is like peak. They just came up with such great moments for all these characters to be themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's all of them at their most. Zuko is the most emo. <laughs> That's I, so true. I, <laughs> That's so true. Iroh is the most <laughs> lovable, wise, but also kind of like a uncle that cracks stupid jokes yeah. kind of person yeah, and yeah, so yeah. on. Yeah. And we will dig into that later, but we always start off with our freshman. No, that's not what we <laughs> That is <laughs> the last thing we do. <laughs> we always start. We always start off with our newbie recap. So newbie, newbie recap. Why don't you give us that recap? Yep. Yep. All right. I'm a little rusty. So bear with me. I'm going to say another thing you say often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break it up into the, like the ABC story. Cause there, there's like a C story in this one, you know, it's the A story, mm -hmm. B story. Okay. So the A story is Ang is kind of getting down to business, seriously training with Sifu Tons. Wait, what'd you say? I said to defeat the Huns. You said to defeat get the down to business. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get down to business and le learn earthbending with Sifu Toph. And he finds that the, the kind of, philosophy and the state of mind behind earthbending is very very difficult for him to grok to get his head around grok grok is like a grasp to to, to grasp i've never heard of that before <laughs> grok how do you spell yeah. that <laughs> it's a g-r-ock yeah uh <laughs> grok grok sounds like a a character that they'll come across like later on yeah yeah Oh no, it's Grok, the Earthbender. <laughs> yeah. Geo Okay, um, it's difficult for him to Grok. Yeah, so that was. <laughs> I knew that would. As I was saying that word, I knew it was going <laughs> to make us digress. <laughs> um, yeah, Ang is having trouble getting his head around Toph's way of Earthbending and 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 the kind of stand your ground, the 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 tough like headstrong. Mm -hmm kind of way to attack things versus his airbending attitude, which is very much find the shortcut, find the little tricky sidestep, flexible backflip way to solve the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the a story where he ultimately gets like 
bullied and okay where, where am i going he, with he, this? he does get bullied by Toph. yeah basically yeah there's the duality between Toph giving him the tough love old school 80s gym teacher coach type of training mentality uh, balanced with like katara side is like the positive reinforcement here's a gold star and like how about you try maybe doing this instead yeah. pretty boy this show is about balance right like eastern philosophy uh-huh. is about balance and iroh's stuff ties in as well but he ultimately stands his ground against Toph, and earth bends by the end of the episode that's the a story b story is uh zuko trying to learn how to bend lightning with uncle iroh but again oh wow i didn't even realize there's a mirror here he struggles to <laughs> be calm enough to lightning bend whereas firebending is very like anger rage passion right mm-hmm. so uncle iroh tries to teach him how to redirect lightning which is something that he figured out how to do by studying the waterbenders which is really really cool mm-hmm. wow this episode is about balance fire great. water uh-huh. earth air exactly i didn't realize how yeah. much i like this episode i didn't i didn't realize that the bending they actually show all elements of it being incorporated yeah. in this episode too yeah 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 mm-hmm. So by the end of the B story, Zuko kind of like, I don't want to play anymore and runs off into the mountains where it's like thunderstorm. Yells at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many quotable lines. The man. most, we'll, the we'll most emo it. moment of all time. Yeah, yeah. And then he like, as it's raining on his face, I and mean, then he's yelling at the sky, he like sheds mm-hmm. a tear and the he episode water bends ends. a tear. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, water bending. <laughs> he emotion <laughs> bends. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then the C story is very simple, cute. You Sokka. Know, Sokka being Sokka gets stuck in a rock crevice and the saber tooth. Uh, Mr. Mr. Floofy Puddle. What was his name? F- Floofy Puddle Puffs? Floofy, Floofy Cuddle Doo Doo. Something, something, yeah, something stupid like that. like that. Yeah, very merchandisable. Uh, yeah. But it's a baby saber tooth bull moose lion cub or something like that. Yeah, is a, a ton of animals yeah. in one. Yeah, and... He uh, gets stuck there and like was trying to hunt this cub thing, and then later, the mom, which is like a which is like a huge moose looking thing, tries to attack Sokka, and that's where A and C stories meld and and uses rock, like Ang stands his ground against this thing, which mm-hmm. is how he kind of mentally overcomes his block around it. Yeah. Whoa, boy, that was that's it. That's that's, it. that's, that's it. the episode. What what makes this episode beautiful is not like the plot points that happen it's really more so the the kind of the philosophy and the mentality and and, and the yeah what they're Ira saying has some like s tier lectures in this yeah. episode s tier is right s tier yeah right. like i'm sure there's a youtube clip with a three million views of just him drawing that shit in the sand yep that stuff was mm-hmm. so good because and i i don't want to spoil too much but listeners that have seen legend of Korra. I'm sure if you go rewatch this episode, you see what Iroh is saying. You're like, oh, and you're like scratching your chin. It says, oh, it's all coming together, baby. It's all coming together. Oh, and man, I don't want to say it. more than that. I love it but, and hate it when you do this. <laughs> but like, I have the no specific words he used are like, mm. yes, I get it. I get it, Iroh, after watching Korra. Yeah. Do you think, I think it would be fun to, not verbatim, I wrote down what he said, but can yeah. I can I read it off? I think that'd be fun yeah, to yeah. Like, like listen to so what's his name zuko down and literally like gives him like a lecture about like the elements he says 
you have to draw wisdom from many places. That's why the avatar is so strong because he draws mm-hmm. wisdom from all four elements. He says fire is the element of power. It represents the desire and will of the people and the people have the energy and drive to achieve their ambitions or something like that. Yeah. He says the earth is the element of substance. Mm-hmm. The people of the earth kingdom are diverse and strong. They are persistent and enduring. Mm-hmm. Air is the element of freeman, freedom. Freeman. <laughs> freedom. Freedom. They detached themselves from worldly concerns and found peace and freedom. And they also have a great sense of humor. <laughs> Aside. Yeah. That he, he likes says that. Uh, water is the element of change. Uh, the people of the water tribe are very adaptive. They have deep community and deep love. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, if this yes. doesn't give you chills. I mean, th- this gave yep. me chills, man. Because it mm-hmm. makes you, I don't know. It just makes you think about the different peoples of our society and civilization yeah. it makes it makes me think about like different family values and different values of different cultures yeah um it just helps me it, it helps me feel grounded I, I don't know yeah it it really this episode i think is so crucial in trying to understand like why is the world this way it's just such mm. even though it's like i'm glad that they are they have this iro character yeah for so many reasons, I think yeah. he's like honestly one of my favorite characters. But for for this to set up the world and you totally understand like why every kingdom is the way it is because of yeah. this, yeah. And it's so you you can understand like this the state of affairs is the way it is is d- directly tied into how the creators thought about each of the types of bending. Like yeah. how would they end up given this element and what it means to them and how it incorporates into their lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think with that, there can be some pretty big predictions here because, I I mean, I'm kind of throwing you a little bit of a bone, but this all becomes very important in Korra. And, like, I don't want to say anything about what Korra is even about. I, yeah. But do you you know the overall premise of Legend of Korra? She's, like, the next Avatar after Aang? So, I didn't even even really know that. Like, Okay, yeah, she is. So, okay, okay. So, so, okay. So, it's a sequel. Obviously, the, the premise of Avatar The Last Airbender is that this kid YOLOs off for a hundred years and then comes back to having to like cram school his way into saving the world, learning all the elements. And then, like, Fire Lord Ozai, Ozai is like being a dick, so he needs to save the world from imbalance and stuff. I have no idea what the antagonist, like, problem solving thing of Korra is. Yeah. And I can't say it, but yeah, but I, I I don't know how hard I can wink at the audience here. But anyways, wait, is Korra is Korra is after Avatar? It's a sequel. Yeah. Or Korra is a sequel to Aang. Like Korra comes after Aang. Yeah. She's the Avatar after Aang. Isn't there isn't there a series of uh, the Earth, the Earthbender Avatar? They'd made a book about Avatar Kiyoshi recently. Uh, okay, Okay. And they it was a novel they they put out. Okay. Uh, and we know about Kiyoshi. Obviously. Okay. 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 Um, but I want to know what you think based off of everything, all of Iroh's learnings. Yeah. What is your predictions on how this is going to be incorporated into the rest of the story of Aang's story? What do you mean, man? That's such like, a, that's such a vague, like, like I, you're, you're clearly leading. I'm trying to thinking th- of something, but uh, what Uncle Iroh talks about to me is so broad and general and comprehensive that it's hard to like 
have a direct how do, well, with think about like what is going to be the fate of the four nations based off of what he said <sighs> okay uh air long term uh, think long term what is the fate of these four nations because i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to get you to tease apart based off what he said over the next hundred years let's say 50 years how would this shape the direction of these four nations and how would it shape the people how would it shape the people how based off it... of these current events of the fire nation is taking over yeah. how is this going to shape the the destinies of these four nations i mean if people could look at me right now they'd see a clear <laughs> deer in the headlights okay maybe i'm just asking too much <laughs> well i mean okay so here here is where my brain i'm split because the the fun optimistic world is great kid show view is yin and yang world balance things come like some kind of balance is restored is a nice way to think about it but mm -hmm. if we go a more like i don't know if you want to say realistic or rated r hbo type of like view like maybe mm -hmm. thematically uh the show is a great show so maybe thematically it goes there where it's like and also just with the current events like the air nation doesn't exist anymore mm -hmm. right the fire nation has like is Im pretty imperial right now yep so they will continue to grow if that's the case where whereas like earth is strong and persistent so they're not gonna get taken over so they will endure but not mm -hmm. change much the fire nation will continue to like technologically advance and probably like mm. you know expand um mm -hmm. and the water tribal continue to evade change. and be tiny and yeah uh, change wink change wink what do you mean that. what are you winking at that was the word they said the water nation is the nation of change yeah okay but i don't know <laughs> they're gonna turn into uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay they're gonna turn okay into i appreciate it. i don't <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i gave you i gave an impossible question yeah. but i just wanted to see what happened if, if yeah. i were to make like a historically what happens to these nations kind of thing yeah i would say the air nation air nation is continues to be extinct short mm -hmm. of like maybe ang and like some like three ang babies uh, -huh. uh yeah the earth kingdom stays like not stagnant but like doesn't technologically or or you know economically or, or geographically grow but stays yeah. kind of as they are is just sheer size and magnitude stays as they are. Fire nation continues to evolve in technology and bending mm -hmm. uh, and like footprint and global power. Water nation will dwindle and they will just nomadically keep like moving around until like fire nations. Like, yeah, fuck them. Let them, let them stay as they are. They're not no threat to us kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, all right. I yeah. like all of that. I really do. <laughs> you're still, you still look uh, quizzical right now. Yeah. Max, I have no idea what you're trying to get at. I, that's the whole reason of this podcast. I'm nah, trying to get you right. to say you're whatever right. you could, you're going to say. You're right. With all those predictions out of the way. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's get a little bit, uh, the nitty gritty though. So I, no, actually I want to say this until the, uh, bogus thesis. Let's talk about what did we like about this episode? Yep, yep. Obviously Iroh's, uh, lecture. Yep. I like hearing about I that. I would say the biggest things here are Iroh's lecture. Toff's had some quotes, a lot of quotable moments there for Toff. Mm -hmm. And then I like the, uh, I always got to give a nod to like bending related creativity. 
mm-hmm. that they visually showcase and 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 the uh, kind of rocky training montage version in this episode of earthbending w- was very cool so th- those are the shout outs yeah. i'd say and i can i wrote down some quotes i'd like to rattle off okay so iroh as far as iroh quotes go uh there is a part where he says like zuko like you're too proud or or like zuko you're not going to be able to lightning bend with all that shame in your system or something uh-huh. and zuko says but i don't feel ashamed at all i i feel pride as i feel as proud as ever yeah. And he goes, oh, Zuko, pride, pride is not the opposite of shame, but it's source. But source. I remember oh, when man. we were watching it with Nikki, all of us were like, ooh. Yeah. We're ooh, all Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Yeah. And then uh, Zuko, <laughs> Emo Zuko says, uh, oh, I, I'm like trying to lightning bend, but it keeps exploding in my face. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> and then That's Zuko, top two most yeah. Emo Zuko <laughs> moments. <laughs> And, yeah, and then at the end of the episode, he says that too, where like, like bring it like to the sky. You've never yelling, held like, back before. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never <laughs> held back before. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Hit me. Uh, yeah. Nothing and during happened. the training, Zook, uh, Iroh says like, uh, you have too much inner tor- turmoil, and he goes, "What turmoil?" <laughs> oh, um, those are the Zuko Iroh quotes that I really liked. And then Top called him a jelly boned wimp, and like. <laughs> There was a lot of like PG like verbal harassment. Like school, yeah, school school ground playground yeah, bully. But they wrote it, and the way that the voice actor pulls it off is actually it just slaps, and it, it yeah. it's, it's really yeah. yummy to the ear to hear her say like, "Oh, you jelly boned wimp." Yeah. And then uh, Aang to the at Avatar. One point, yeah, yeah, to the Avatar, and Ang mm-hmm. at one point is like, "Oh no, like don't don't uh, use my air staff to like break those yeah. nuts or whatever." And she go, and he's like, "It's a delicate instrument." And she says, "It's not the only delicate instrument <laughs> around here." It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Just generally, the writing on this episode I really liked. Yeah. The the soccer, <laughs> the soccer part at the end, they did a bunch of like, oh yeah, yeah. puns about him being stuck in a crevice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, Aang literally at one point is, is like, "I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place right now." Yeah, and Sokka <laughs> is like, he like swore off sarcasm, so he's like, "Hmm," doesn't respond as you normally would. Yeah, and he says like, "I just feel like it would be uncomfortable for me to ask Toph," and he's like, "Uncomfortable, mm. Mm, uncomfortable." <laughs> yeah. Generally, I love his little arc. Yeah, because it it's so really stupid. Good. Yeah, it's like, at the end he like is about to say his like moral of the story. He's like, I and learned that and gets, off, right? gets cut off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like representative of his character that like yeah. he never, he almost never has any sort of like character arc yeah. of any sort. He's just there for the, to be the comic relief. Yeah. Although he's still in- integral to the plot usually. Yeah. Which is, I think a, a, a point to talk about is, is like, does every character need a character arc? And what is every character's character arc? Uh, Cause like we're, we're not really getting into we haven't really gotten into Toph's character arc yet. We did talk about her being like she wants to be caged and she wants to be mm. freed. Yeah. That was like when she was introduced, but yeah. are you at any have you gotten a sense of what hers will be long term? Mm. It's kind of hard to no. tell. Yeah, I think. they they haven't really hinted at her having like a three-dimensional hero's journey arc. Yeah. Which who's not to say that like she can't have that in season 3, but I I do feel like I, as a viewer, I wouldn't be mad if they didn't give me that by the end of the show. 
uh-huh. uh, because we already do have our hands full with Ang, Zuko, and Katara. Yeah, this is what's good about the show is they keep it tight yeah. with like characters that they don't they don't introduce too many, which is yeah. what I like yeah. about it. I mean, there, there's a fulsome roster still. Like yeah. you say that, and I agree, but like it makes me think about like okay, but like Azula uh-huh. and her like posse. Uncle mm-hmm. Ira, like it's still a full roster, but yeah, it's I feel what you're saying. So in terms of what I liked about the episode, uh, I think I just want to get back what I said before. I think this is just, just an exemplary episode for each character to be their best and most self. Yeah. And I want to tie this into a freshman year thesis. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think that this episode is sort of like a condensed arc for what Aang's arc for this season and this entire series is. It's condensed mm. into one episode. His character arc or his character big question that he has to overcome oh, shit. is that he is he's avoidant, right? He doesn't want to accept being the Avatar. He wants to be a kid. And that's integral with him being an airbender, which <sighs> Iroh describes in this episode. They're the people of freedom. They detach themselves from worldly concerns. And you know, being the Avatar is definitely not a worldly concern. It's a spiritual concern, but he's the... I mean, you have worldly responsibilities, though. Yeah, he have you. He has that he, yeah. as the Avatar, and he can't accept that. He's this kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's an airbender, and he doesn't want to do any of that. And Toph is there saying, you need to stop thinking like an airbender and think like an earthbender. You have to face these problems head on. He's been avoiding that. Like That's oh, his whole chills. problem. Dude, I have fucking right? chills right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's so true. And I feel like I'm getting therapy yeah. right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he he can't face his problems. He dances around them like that's how he does his combat. That's yeah. how his yeah. character is. He can't fess up to Katara that he likes her. There's all <gasps> these things, right? Yeah. He can't do. It. And Toph is the first person to be like, Aang, you need to do this. Yeah. And this episode, he finally, even with airbending, he faces this moose, bull moose, tiger thing. And yeah. he finally learns to be an airbender. And it's really his entire journey all in one. And that's why I think it's a great episode. It's, it's, wow. it's about so many characters, but so great for Aang and for Zuko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really it, it really is a character study as opposed to... Because it doesn't drive plot forward, per se. I mean, I mean, he <laughs> right now the, their, their plot objective is for him to learn earthbending. And he yeah, did that yeah, this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, fair enough. So fair enough. But right it, now they don't really have an objective now that he's learned earth, earthbending. Right, right. Uh-huh. I mean, that's I, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. Another another thematic, uh, another motif in our another bit in our podcast that we do week after week is Peter not having a freshman thesis. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about One Piece? How this relates to One Piece, <laughs> uh, dude? I mean this. So my favorite animes and my favorite cartoons and my favorite, I don't know, protagonists become my favorites because they become like mentors and friends and mm-hmm. big brothers, big sisters. And, and they kind of, uh, they help me think about like who I want to be and how I want to live my life mm-hmm. and how I want to emulate their journeys in my life. And I think Ang and this show is like very steadily and surely becoming that. Yeah, like it getting in that realm, and and I I I see why there's such deep love for this show because it's wholesome and it, but it's very uh, grounded in like hard life lessons too, you know. Mm-hmm. 
like as you're talking about like being avoidant and and facing reality and my life <laughs> my life problems head on i'm like oh fuck <laughs> oh boy yeah you know that's that's very true um thesis give me a thesis i mean i this is this is uh as as basic is it basic yes. or is it fundamental say it, say it basic because that's or... very freshman to say the basic yeah. ass thesis go ahead it's all about balance balance is that one before but this one is really true it's it's, yeah. it's true man i mean ira I says it your 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 great your greatest greatest strength can become your weakness if you're overly yeah. dependent they can backfire on you like the fire yeah. bending keeps exploding in his face just like yeah. it always does yeah yeah or like how ang's over dependence on trickety tricks and mm-hmm. airbending and evasive maneuvers mm-hmm. keep him from attacking things head on when they need it it's uh i want to bring it back to one more thing that i it's a very a moment in this episode that's exactly that when yeah. toff she puts on like the earth body armor yeah and like charges suit, towards yeah. him and it's basically yeah. like a tug of war but it's like a yeah. pushing contest and he has to like yep. push her back yep uh, it's, it's exactly that yep. he she has to wall him in yeah. to make sure he doesn't do anything it's she's being a good yeah. teacher she's know? being a great teacher mm-hmm. uh you see throughout oh actually my other freshman thesis would be around has our current generation gotten too soft Oh yeah. no! <laughs> Do we need some tough love? Question mark. Like tough love versus self love, uh-huh. uh, or tough love versus I don't know positive reinforcement, and, and a yeah. bunch of theses around that, and how you know the nuanced take on like when is the right place for either or? Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I when I watch when I watch this episode, like there's many different like angles that we can tackle this episode thematically, but one was like this freshman thesis kind of aspect mm-hmm. of like me kind of reconnecting with like, Oh, I haven't given myself or have gone out and looked for tough love as of late. And there are certain things. There's a lot of achievements that I've had in my life that I kind of attacked with tough love. And, you know, there's times where that is the right tool for the job. Mm -hmm. So this, this episode kind of reminded me of that. And tough, I think is that kind of feature in in a good way. Yeah. She, she, uh, you could say she balances out the party, you know, yeah. that's all he gets is these two people who don't really give him that, you know, mm. Sokka can be a pushover at certain times cause he's not powerful mm. and Katara, you know, she can be angry, but she doesn't really give tough love. She's very yeah. supportive and, and nurturing, nurturing. Yeah. So she's balancing it out. And now, now all they're missing from the party is a firebender. Prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Zuko. <laughs> I think it's about time that we thank our sponsors. Sponsor time. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. What? Oh, uh, critiques. Yep, yep. Oh, critiques. Do you have yeah. any critiques, man? Yes, yes. My critique. Aang calls so- right when um, there's a part of the end where Toph is like clapping. Oh, yeah. And Aang's yeah. like, you've been there all along. And he's like, I, like we were in danger. And he says Sokka's name like Saika. Oh. He does. Dude, this is the nitpickiest critique ever. He says Saika was was in danger. I was in danger. Why didn't you do anything? I had to go back. It's like, did he really say that? It's because he kept saying Sifu throughout the episode. Uh, So I feel like he was messed it up. It said Saika and they like, it made the final cut. Interesting. Um, In terms of 
critiques though, I really like I really like this episode. I think uh Zuko is like super emo. Yeah. And that's like maybe a little bit like uh that was kind of stupid. I but feel like, like he regressed I like that. slightly in this episode. Yeah. But but uh, to your point, I think they are showing like the core essences of their character development. Yes, yes. I really yeah. don't have much to say, uh much to fault this episode. I, I love it. How about you? I got nothing, man. I think they could have been like, this is super nitpicky. I just, uh, like there are things that keep it from making it one of my favorites ever mm-hmm. because to, in order to be like my top three avatar episodes, I think it would need a little bit more action and a little mm-hmm. bit more like innovative or creative, like animation tricks and like cuts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like that, that's another aspect of why I love the show. This episode didn't have as much of that. It focused a lot more on character and philosophy. So not, not so much as critiques other than like generally 9 out of 10 stars. And maybe even 10 out of 10. But yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. One more thing I want to sneak in. Yeah. That I, I think is important that we call out is that Uncle Iroh has a quick flashback before he wakes up in the beginning of the episode. Oh, yes. Him uh, prancing, like a young Iroh with black hair prancing with like Oh, my beloved Lu Ten, mm-hmm. his son that presumably his son that died in the war or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not they don't really directly connect that to anything other than it, they just give you that nugget. They're setting it up. Yeah, more to come. Oh, and th- another one, other one. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> Katara's like eight. How old is Katara? Fourteen? No, she's like. 15 or 16 yeah there's a when when they're like sensually waterbending back and forth and they put her in that garb i was like huh Mm, okay mm, like i just said mm. more to come (laughs) (laughs) what we'll see i was like i could i could see the internet you know there's plenty of teen characters that honestly get sexualized in this in this yeah and that's not uni- that's not unique to the in terms of the anime genre. Oh, have you tell seen you. Have you seen Demon Slayer? Hero. Oh, well, Demon Slayer is like He has a not like a 9-year-old sister. How old is she? Like 11? Wait. Oh, I actually haven't seen Demon Slayer. I, I know that's like probably the It's like the most the famous one right cool, now. Cool hot show right now. Is he the is, is the sister the girl with the shit in her mouth? Yeah, the the ban- piece of bamboo in her mouth who is yeah, a demon. Yeah, yeah. And they they definitely sexualize her, and it's like, hmm. Does, oh, do they? Yeah, they definitely. Do. It's like, are they portraying her as cute, or is she being sexualized? And probably she's being sexualized. I went to the mall like before Christmas to get a present, and there's like an anime like store where you get like yeah, anime yeah. merch. There's like a poster of her where she had like boobs. And I'm like, no, no please don't you. do that. Ugh. Please don't do that to this character that's like ten years old. Or just make her older. Yeah, but she's supposed to be his younger sister, and he's supposed to be like fifteen, and like. No, but like, just make him twenty-five and make her. 20. Anime care well, you can't do that with an anime, like J- Japanese audiences. Yeah, you're right. Like teenage protagonists, and that's yes. why like. Uh, they they don't really like um, like Iron Man and Thor and these like adult <laughs> superheroes, yeah, but they yeah, love yeah. Spider Man because he's yeah, a teen. Yeah. He's supposed to be a young kid. Well, he's not a teen anymore, and like this round but he's like tom holland comes off as like teenage yeah you know our sponsor well who is our sponsor this episode peter uh sponsor is moose jerky moose jerky (laughs) 
you'd have to go to Montana to get that, but I'm sure it's tasty and tender. A little bit of saltiness. Moose lion jerky. If only they were still alive for us to eat them. You know that tweet that's like, uh, I'm tired of all this food. When are they going to come out with some new animals? (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't seen that, but that's pretty good. Oh, that's good and also kind of sad. Yeah. There are plenty of delicious foods out there that you haven't eaten. Anyways, have it, get your moose jerky. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avatar The First Viewing. If you like this podcast, why don't you go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, give it five stars. Spotify, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. So, Oh, really? You can. Spotify is rolling out a lot of stuff. They sent me an email. They're going hard mm, on the podcast stuff. Mm. So leave a review. Tell us how much you like it or how much you don't like it. And I'll, I might be, be a little bit sad about that, but probably not, to be honest. But we appreciate your feedback. And thank you. Yeah. Peter? We, we love you for listening. We love you. You're part of the, the Avatar, the Aang Gang. That's what we yeah. call our the Aang Gang. listeners. We're the Aang Gang. Peter, any words of wisdom? Oh, of course. Remember that pride is not the opposite of shame, but its source. Amen.